This is Run It Back with R.J. Broadhead. The Tiger Cats beat Saskatchewan on Saturday for their second straight win and their fifth victory in their last seven games. Welcome to Run It Back. I'm R.J. Broadhead. There was a lot to like about this win. Bo Levi Mitchell returned after being out 10 weeks due to injury. He played the first quarter. He threw a touchdown to Omar Bayless. He also completed a pass to Tim White that went for 88 yards. That's the Ticats' longest passing play this season. So Bo got a lot done in a quarter's worth of work. Matt Schultz came in and played the rest of the game. It's the second straight game where Schultz has come in and led a touchdown drive immediately. In his last two games since returning from injury, Schultz has thrown four touchdowns to four different players. Tim White, Terry Godwin, Omar Bayless, and Sean Thomas Erlington. He's thrown six passes that have gone for 30 yards or more. He's rushed for at least 30 yards in each game, and he's run over some players in the process. Omar Bayless continues to impress. He scored his first two receiving touchdowns of the season. He had a special teams touchdown in Game 1 when Carthel Flowers-Lloyd blocked a punt and Bayless recovered it in the end zone. Bayless caught touchdown passes from both Mitchell and Schiltz. The one he hauled in from Bo was in the first quarter. That's just the third first-quarter touchdown for the Ticats this season. The Tiger Cats had a 25-9 lead at halftime. That's the most points they've scored in the first half and their biggest lead at the half. The 38 points they scored in the game were the most they've scored this season. They had 546 yards net offense, by far the most they've had this season. That included 400 yards passing, also a season high. Terry Godwin had 71 yards receiving, including two of 30 or more yards. Tim White had 129 yards receiving, including that 88-yarder. It's the fifth time this season that Tim White has eclipsed 100 yards receiving. Sean Thomas Erlington got his first touchdown of the year. The Tiger Cats punted once in the whole game. One punt in the whole game, and it came in the fourth quarter. They were in the red zone seven times. They scored a touchdown on four of those trips. So after struggling in the red zone early in the season, the Ticats are scoring touchdowns now on 53% of their trips to the red zone. And the defense has been good too. Saskatchewan didn't get into the red zone once in the game, not one time. In fact, it's been two straight games where the defense has not allowed their opponents to advance into the score zone, and it's happened just once in the last three games, so the defense has really locked things down. It's back-to-back games where the opponents have been held to 15 points or fewer. Five times this season, the Tiger Cats have held opponents under 20 points. They've won all five. Tiger Cats scored four touchdowns in the game. That ties a season high, and they did not allow a touchdown. They've only allowed one touchdown in the last two games. They had three quarterback sacks in the game. Simone Lawrence had two of them. Now he's tied for the team lead with Malik Carney and Casey Sales with five. The Tiger Cats did not allow a sack, so the offensive line provided great protection for both Bo Levi Mitchell and Matt Schiltz. 
It's the third straight game where Keandre Smith had at least 40 yards receiving and caught at least three passes. Four receivers had at least two receptions on second down. Tim White led the way with three, and two each for Sean Thomas Erlington, Terry Godwin, and Omar Bayless. Jameer Thurman was a force again. He had six tackles and two knockdowns. We talked about the quarterback sacks for Simone Lawrence. He also had five tackles in the game and a forced fumble. That's his third forced fumble of the season. Will Sunderland's come in. In the last two games, he's made 11 tackles and four knockdowns. Sunderland's been tested, but he has answered the call. Jagera Davis had his best game of the season. He had four tackles and a knockdown. Jamal Davis, he's played two games with the Tiger Cats, has four tackles and two quarterback sacks. The Tiger Cats won the turnover battle. They had three turnovers, but no points allowed off of those turnovers. It's the first time in four games that there were no points allowed off a Tiger Cat turnover. They also had five takeaways, and they scored 14 points on those takeaways. That's the most they've scored since Game 1 against Winnipeg. The big story, though, was James Butler. He reached 1,000 yards rushing. He's the first Tiger Cat to do that since 2010 and DeAndre Cobb. Butler had 107 yards rushing in the game. It's the fourth time this season he's rushed for 100 or more yards. He also caught five passes for 77 yards, setting a new season high with 184 combined yards. Reaching that 1,000-yard milestone is a big deal for a running back. Here's James Butler. It's just a, it's a, it's a really cool stat, really cool milestone. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of, obviously a lot of yards, and it, it means a lot definitely in like a, you know, a passing league. So it's a super cool stat. More so a cool post that my mom could put on Facebook. I was going to ask you about your mom. Uh, when, when did you talk to her, and what did she say? Oh, right after. She was super excited. She, she posted before I even got a chance to. But, uh, you know, she was super excited, and just uh, we were both, you know, super excited about uh, you know, the opportunity. That's amazing. Was it a goal of yours going into this year to get to that thousand yards again? Honestly, I have I I set my goals super high, so it was even it's even more than that. I'm still still climbing, trying to trying to reach those goals. So I, my my biggest thing is always I want to set super high goals and 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 do my best to try to reach those. You're not going to share them with us, are you? I'm not. I'm not because I'm not there yet. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll talk again. Yes, did, did you know going into that game that you were 58 yards away from a thousand? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was keeping a little tabs on that, but I, during the game I wasn't keeping tabs my, my teammates more so was, was keeping tabs for me so so shout out those guys so when you got it there wasn't a lot of celebrating did you know at that time that you had it and why wasn't there celebrating did, did uh, nobody else know I knew we all knew because uh what's funny is coming out of the halftime I, I, I didn't want to know the stats didn't want another number but but Tim Tim White told me he was like hey you need four yards and then uh, I think I got like a gain of like six yards and, and, and we all got it and like the camera kind of came up to me so we kind of knew we were kind of excited but um the game wasn't over so it wasn't really nothing exciting it wasn't really and then they celebrate so once the game was over then we could then we could celebrate i just wanted to know and we can talk about it now because the the fumble on the opening drive mm-hmm. it, it, they got no points off it yeah. it didn't turn out to be a factor yeah. but uh, what were you thinking knowing that you could get to a thousand yards and then on the opening drive that happens because mm-hmm. it's only happened one other time and that was game one so it, it's pretty rare for you honestly it's bittersweet like this this last game was was a little bittersweet you know i was obviously excited for a thousand yards excited was i think it was the most yards i've ever had in the game obviously most receiving yards i've ever had but to me i was still thinking about that one that one that i put on the ground 
down. That you know that that really could have hurt the team. But luckily the defense bailed me out. So uh, so like even like the whole thousand yards in general is just super bittersweet just because I I had that I laid that one on the ground. Well, it didn't turn out to to hurt the team, still, and still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that that's why you're one of the best. Is sure. you set that bar high. Sure. Matt uh, was great. Bo was great. The offense seemed to really be clicking. How how fun was that game? It was a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, SAS is a, is a tough place to play. It's not a very uh, nice place to play, but it's it's the best environment in my opinion. It's how football's supposed to be played. I feel like it's like it's like how it is here. So um, obviously, the offensive line was clicking. We were getting balls downfield like we've always been wanting to this year, and uh, we were able to protect the quarterback, which is the most important thing. So you know, we've just shown like if we can protect the quarterback and, and get balls downfield. You know, we can be a pretty tough offense. The Tiger Cats have proven they are a tough offense and seem to be running smoothly right now. Big part of that is the offensive line, and the offensive line is a huge part of a running back's success. But just like James Butler gives credit to the O-line, the O-line gives credit to James Butler. Here's David Beard. It means that our running back has done a great job of making us look good. So, um, no, we're we're thrilled to be playing in front of James. Um, he's a... He's an absolute stud. He's a great guy on the field, a great guy off the field. Um, like I said, he makes us look good. Um, he, he's a great physical rusher that's got the ability to change direction quickly. He can implement about a, a lot of power back abilities as well, um, which is awesome. So he's a treat playing from him. He's a great, great guy. It, it's an interesting position because you don't get a, a lot of recognition usually if everything's going well, um, and having a thousand yard rusher is great, but also no quarterback sacks in that game. Do you guys take pride in that too? Well, of course. I mean, every old lineman would agree with you that we want to have no sacks ever, um, but obviously it happens from time to time, and um, things went really well uh, the other night, and uh, we were able to keep keep the quarterbacks upright and free of pressure, but. Um, that's not a given every single night, right? We uh, we work hard every week to try and make sure it's like that, but some some days are easier than others. So, um, yeah, it's a it was a great game the other night, but uh, we were really happy to be working with guys like Bo and Matt and Taylor and James and all those guys. So, just curious as a center, David, you know you've had three quarterbacks in there. Are are there difficulties? Are there challenges as a center with different quarterbacks? Um, I wouldn't say difficulties or challenges per se I would just say differences like each guy as simple as it sounds is just sounds differently um, their voices are different um, you get kind of dialed up throughout the week on different cadences and stuff like that and so that'll make a small impact and it's just a preparation thing it's nothing nothing too big of a deal it's just kind of changing from guy to guy and yeah it's good stuff there were some changes on the offensive line with injuries and now it's been a pretty consistent group for the last few games does mm-hmm. does that help Oh, definitely. I can't even. I can't uh, emphasize that enough. Uh, how big of a deal it is to have a group that kind of sticks together. That chemistry is um, often overlooked, I would say, and that's that's a pretty special thing to have. Is we all have the same kind of guys playing week after week. Um, so yeah, it's it's really good to have that. There are two games to go in the regular season, and in the final third of this season so far, the Tiger Cats are three and one, so they're finishing strong again. They have not won three in a row this season. It's the third time they've won two in a row. They'll try to make it three straight when they host BC. 
That game is Friday this week. It's at Tim Hortons Field. Be there if you can. It'll be a great vibe. If you're out and about, log on to listen.tycats.ca. Pre-game is at 6. Luke and I have the call at 7. Lots to tee up for that game. The main storyline is the Tiger Cats need to win to keep their hopes alive for a home playoff game, and BC needs to win to keep their hopes alive for finishing first in the West Division. Should be another good battle between the CFL's big cats. On W6, we'll hear from a couple of defensive players. The defense has been great lately for the Tiger Cats. Stavros Katsantonis continues to make his presence felt. Jamal Davis has two quarterback sacks in two games. We'll hear from him as well and tee up that big game against BC. That'll be Thursday. Also Thursday is Tie Cats this week. I always enjoy hearing Luke Tasker's thoughts heading into the game. And of course, Tie Cats today comes your way every day leading up to the big game on the Tie Cats Audio Network. This has been Run It Back with R.J. Broadhead. If you like what you're hearing, give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your audio content.